Welcome to Storytime with Uncle Reddit, a podcast where I read some of the best posts from across Reddit and around the web. Each episode is a collection of funny content that includes subjects like tales from tech support, entitled parents, choosing beggars, pro-revenge, and more. Today's episode is all about tales from tech support. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back, everybody. And before we get started, I just wanted to pose a question to you guys. I noticed when I'm looking at my video analytics and channel analytics that uh, this time right here where I'm talking in front of my mouth, it seems like there's a big dip, a big drop off in the uh, audience. And uh, let me know in the comments if I'm talking too much, you know, I can jump right into the stories and maybe add a little something between each story, whatever. Uh, or do most of you prefer the personal touch? So informal poll, let me know down below and, uh, yeah, let's read some stories. The time I knocked out cellular service for downtown Huntsville, Alabama. Okay. This was a while ago. We'd been doing a cellular system in a hospital for about a year before I even started as a greenhorn. Within two years, I was the lead on the project. So yeah, safe to say there was a whole lot I didn't know, but things were going well. All my fiber splices were working. We were working on a new leg up at a building across the street and wasn't running that wire fun. Unlike most of our systems, the hospital owned it. Usually a telecom did a deal that they'd agree to build a system if the hospital agreed to contract them for all the company's cell plans. And we just built the damn thing. But this one had a system and agreed to a contract if the telecom provided 3G coverage. So right after, like two days, I passed my class to certify systems I got sent to add a 3G card to the system. Nobody told me more than, hey, while you're out there, install this card and program it for this. No problem. I did that and went about my new installing way. Nobody told me I should call the phone company and warn them. I didn't even have a contact for them. I was running wire and had a frequency to program into the card. Within 20 minutes, my personal phone rang. It was huge telecom, like got broken up for antitrust big. I don't know what you just did, but turn it the F off now. So I ran back across the street and turned off the 3G because I had just dumped 4,000 extra users onto one sector of a tower. That was just employees. Call it 12,000 with patients. If it seems like an exaggeration, that's only three patients and caretakers per medical professional. I think I'm lowballing it. For the next three weeks, they had me dragging antennas around on a hot tar roof in Alabama in August, using a spectrum analyzer to try and hit certain sectors of towers. Every time I turned on our system, the tower started melting. For three weeks, I spent my time knocking cell towers offline. One shot kill every time. They'd email me a map of a sector. I'd find it with the spec and move the antenna and knock it down. Every time the tower went down completely. They actually had me try to bounce the signal off a ridge using a compass when there was a tower across the street. So there was just no way to avoid hitting that. But they had me hit every cell tower in that city and one by one I basically DDoSed them until I was told to turn it back off again. I was out of my depth and God knows my apprentice had no idea what was going on. I was supposed to be teaching him terminations. Finally, after about a month of trying to blame me and our system that worked just fine on all other frequencies, 
someone from the phone company finally admitted that they didn't have the capacity to handle the extra traffic. At that point, the hospital and huge service provider let this installer leave the conference call and worked out a deal to fast-track the BTS they were already working on so the hospital would, in effect, be its own tower. I didn't get a huge bonus, but I got off the hook for something that wasn't my fault. Thankfully, the hospital's head of IT had my back the whole way. I might have been dragging the antennas around, but he was on site to affirm that I did everything the provider asked for. He also used to be in Dexy's Midnight Runners. Hell of a musician. Don't you just love it when, you know, several different people or entities tell you to do something a certain way. You follow their directions to a T. They didn't really train you to do what they're asking you to do, mind you. And then when things go to crap, it's all your fault. Amazing. But at least OP stuck it out and uh, seems like they were all right after that. Now we've got another listener submission. Internet Explorer's gone. I didn't like it anyway. By the man with a pan. For context, I never worked for tech support directly. My job came before the techs even got the tickets, because I was the one who created the tickets. Yep, my job was to answer the phone, listen to the complaint for upwards of 30 minutes sometimes, and then summarize that rambling story into a 100 word or less ticket submission to the team. Because of this, I often tried to help out before it had to go that far. This was around 2009 or 10 when my company started making the switch from Windows XP to Windows 7 on all office machines. The point of sale and management machines stayed running Windows XP for what felt like a decade because reasons. With this upgrade came quite the handful of workflow changes, which the company handled very professionally and did with almost everyone's input on what needed to stay the same to maintain stable operations. Mostly this just came in the form of upgrading the existing editions of the software we already used and moving most of the AOL Messenger chats, yes, the company swore by AOL from the 90s till 2010, Welcome. You've got mail. to the much more reliable and logged Hotmail email system. Due to security concerns, we did have to abandon our use of Internet Explorer and moved everyone over to Firefox. For the most part, this move was pleasant and simple, as Firefox imported everyone's bookmarks and settings automatically in 9 out of 10 cases. Now for the phone call. Me equals me, IW equals irate woman. Me. Ticket submissions, how can I help? Not the name of my department, by the way. Irate woman. Internet Explorer is gone. Me. Yes, Internet Explorer was removed from our systems this past weekend as we upgraded the Firefox across most of the office. Irate woman. Well, how do I get online? Me. There should be an icon for a program called Firefox on your desktop. Irate woman. Ah, here it is. Two seconds later. But it looks just like Internet Explorer did. Now, in the early days of Firefox, the design was made to be similar to the existing web browsers most people used to ensure it was a simple change for people trying it out for the first time. But as this was 2010, most of that had been done away with. Me, I assure you this browser is more secure and much more tailored for our use case. Irate woman. No, you said the Internet Explorer was gone. This looks the same. I wanted it gone. Me, you wanted Internet Explorer gone? Didn't you just complain that it wasn't there? Irate woman. Yes, I don't like Internet Explorer. This is exactly the same. Make it different. Me. Okay, I can submit a ticket for you. What exactly did you want to change? Irate woman. The picture. The picture? Irate woman. The cat and dog on my screen. Make them go away. Me internally. Cat and dog? What the hell? Me. Okay, I'll submit a ticket for you. Irate woman. Good. Ticket. User complains that the new install of Firefox is too similar to IE. User describes a cat and dog shown on their screen and would like it removed. <laughs> A week later, I log into my system and see that this ticket has been resolved. 
What was the problem? Ticket. User's personalized background had been carried over during the upgrade to Firefox. User has refused to listen to advice or take steps to resolve this on their end. User required a technician to go to their desktop and manually reset personalized settings. User states that she never wants Firefox to look like Internet Explorer again. That's right, during our migration from Internet Explorer to Firefox, all bookmarks and personalized settings were carried over at the request of most everyone in the office who attended the meeting discussing this. Apparently this user didn't like her personalized settings anymore. And because of a single picture of a cat and dog, was unable to tell the difference between Internet Explorer and Firefox. If she had been one of the 15 people who wanted their settings put back to default when the change was made, she should have put in a request like everyone else did that Friday. We had a technician in the office that day whose job was to take in all the requests before the change was made. This could have all been avoided, and my time spared if she had just had one simple conversation. Thanks for reading, Uncle Reddit. Please keep up the good and entertaining work. Well, you're very welcome, man with the pan, and uh, thank you for submitting the story. That's fantastic for me. I love when you guys participate and send me an email with a story or give me one down in the comments. And uh, yeah, the only thing I could say about this story is uh, people are nuts. That's really about it. They're just crazy. And I think part of that stems from the fact that they have so little control over what they do in their job that when something like this comes up, if they can just control this one little thing, then, you know, they'll probably feel pretty good for a while. It'll probably hold them over and keep them from complaining, maybe, about something else. Maybe not. Old Lady Brings Network Engineer Back to Their Roots Little background. I'm a network engineer for a company providing data to multifamily spaces who has a decent history of tech support and computer repair. There was a tenant who needed help setting up a router, and while normally this would warrant a CS tech or a LV tech, it was next to my house and, hey, it's Friday. I'll help her and head home. Everything goes smooth. Router's set up. Speeds are fine. But she has a few questions. Typical stuff, but finally she gets to, what about my camera? Can people see me? The security on your router should be fine, but if you're really worried, you can put some tape over the camera. At this moment, her face lights up and she goes, Oh, I've done that. Does this look good? She proudly gestures over to her monitor and admittedly, I'm a little confused. I don't see any tape. I don't even see a camera. Sorry, I don't see anything. She points to the bottom right of the screen where there's a small piece of clear scotch tape. Okay, I see the tape, but no camera. The camera's right beneath it. But do I need to get different tape? If you were trying to block the view, yeah, but there's no camera there. That's just part of your screen. She had taped over the Windows meeting icon and there was no camera on her system. It took a bit of explaining, but it really brought me back to doing old folk tech support. I don't know how long ago this was, but yeah, I don't know why they would think that, that was a camera on the screen unless they were, you know, basically comparing it to like a phone. But even phones, usually the camera's at the top. Uh, most monitors, your camera's somewhere near the top center of your screen. Um... Oh, well. At least she wasn't mean or anything. So, and you did get through to her, so that was good. I'm with the internet. Ring, ring. Help desk, this is Ab. Are you guys in charge of the internet? I'm sorry, who am I speaking with? My name is Chris, unintelligible. Do you work for company? No, but I provide the internet. Oh, so you work for Cox? No, I provide the internet and I need to talk with your internet people. Our internet people is Cox. No, I want your people that deal with the internet. But I thought you provided the internet, sir. Listen, kid, I've been on the phone for over an hour trying to get to your internet people. Are you going to get me to them or not? Sir, you're talking to the internet help desk. 
Our line is for employees only. What was your name again? Something unintelligible. Um, can you spell that for me? Why? Why do you need to know how to spell my name? I have to fill in the information for the ticket on our call, sir. I don't need a ticket. I need to talk to your internet people. <laughs> no one talks directly to that team, sir. They only get contacted through tickets. And if you are our account manager for Cox, you would know who their liaison is. Just transfer me. I cannot. Well, fine. I guess you don't want internet then. Click. Weirdly enough, we never lost internet connection. And our security team got a ticket for blocking a certain number from ever calling any company lines again. And everyone else who was traced through that call was given a lengthy training session on why you don't transfer people that can't identify themselves or provide any information to prove they are who they are. So was this guy just nuts or was he a scammer? What? I mean, that's all I can figure. Maybe he was trying to work his way in somehow to get some kind of useful information to steal data. I, d I don't know. I feel like I'm lost on this one. So, uh, yeah, feel free to fill me in down below while I read the next one. Four password resets in 10 minutes. Going back to my first ever office-based IT job here, so some details may be a bit hazy. I worked as a first-line technician for a global financial firm. Our laptops had McAfee encryption, which required a password to be entered to unlock the drive for use. This was before the Windows login. There was a policy in place which prevented the passwords from being the same. Characters are me, which is me, obviously, and Goldfish, user with the memory capabilities of a Goldfish. Goldfish is a highly senior director of the branch office I worked at. Phone rings. Me. Hello, IT. How can I help? Goldfish. Hello. I forgot my password. Can you reset it? Me. Sure. Which one is it? The first or second one? It's easier to refer to them as first and second as users got confused if you said encryption or Windows. Goldfish. First one, please. Me. No problem. That's reset now and we'll ask you to create a new one. Phone rings two minutes later. Me. Hello, IT, how can I help? Goldfish. Yes, hello, me, I forgot my password again. Me. Is this the second one this time? Goldfish. No, still the first one. Me being confused. Oh, did the reset not work last time? Goldfish. No, it did, but I forgot the one I just set it to. <laughs> me. Okay, that's reset again. Please try to make sure it's something you remember, but don't write it down. You know how much manager hates seeing post-its with passwords laying around. Goldfish. Will do. Thanks again. Phone rings three minutes later. Me. Hello, IT. How can I help? Goldfish. Yeah. Sorry, me again. I've forgotten the second password, too. Me. No worries. That's been reset, too, and we'll ask you to create a new one. Once you set the new one, give the laptop a reboot to force a sync. Otherwise, you might find the new password doesn't work for some systems. We had bespoke software that didn't like password changes, but a reboot fixed that 9 out of 10 times. Goldfish. Thanks, you won't hear from me again, I promise. Phone rings 3 minutes later. Me. Hello, IT, how can I help? Goldfish. Me. You're not going to believe this. Me laughing. First or second one? Goldfish. Second. I'm so sorry. Me. Don't worry about it, that's what we're here for. That's reset again, but please do try to remember it this time. Goldfish. Thanks. This time I promise I won't call back. If I forget it again, I'm just going home in shame. <laughs> he dropped by my desk after lunch with a chocolate bar to apologize for wasting my morning. I assured him it's not a problem, but thanked him anyway. He's one of the good guys and phenomenal at his job, just notoriously useless with passwords. Now see, users like that I can get behind. They're not jerks. 
they're good at their regular job and uh, easy to get along with. So, you know what? I mean, we can forgive a bunch of password resets in one day as long as all those other things are in place. So, eh. You've been listening to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. If you enjoy this content, be sure to follow my podcast. I upload new episodes at least three times a week.